while no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter. And sorry this is coming out late. I'm putting it out. I'm supposed to be at yoga now. Didn't make it. My friend Alice, who listens to this podcast, said you should make a to-do list and then just try to do half of the things you expected to do. And I think that is the correct way to live. Anyway, sorry. Also... Can I just tell, I'm just going to tell you this one thing that happened to me yesterday. I'm just having a week, you know? Yesterday I was walking, I, I recently adopted this dog with my husband, um, and the dog is Pickles, and Pickles and I were walking and she pooped and I, and I put my hand down to get the poop, but I didn't realize there was a hole in, in the plastic bag. And also, this was day one of me ever wearing fake nails in my entire life. I wanted to try them out for my sister's wedding to see if I could even handle them since I have short little sausage fingers and also play a lot of sports. Anyway, um, so my fingers went through the hole and then they were in the poop and then there was poop all over my new cute fingernails and I was so sad and I was like, oh no and I was trying to wipe it on the grass, and then I was walking walking home with Pickles, and she got distracted by something, and I was distracted by my own 
poop nails and she went to go explore whatever it was and then I smelled something and realized it was human poop that she was rolling in. So then she was covered in human shit and I was covered in her shit and I walked her home and put her in the tub and anyway, that's just kind of how it's going already this week. Uh, so I hope you're having a better week than me. Oh, I do want to say, uh, I know that my young nephews listen to this podcast, and I typically love that you do. Um, but this one may not be good. If you are a kid, you you know, this might be not be a great one, simply because if you're a parent listening, um, we, we do swear on this podcast. And I think kids, a lot of kids hear swears. They watch Ted Lasso. Okay, so it it's uh it's just there's a ghost that is is a little gross with the women. And we say the R word. That not that R the other one, the shorter R word, we say that several times. So if this one's one you want to skip, totally get it. Otherwise, I love this podcast episode and I even love the inclusion of that crazy ghost. Uh because that's a thing. Anyway this is a story that I never knew of, uh, of a friend of mine, and I hope that you very much enjoy it. Okay, I'm, I'm talking so much. Okay, okay, bye. Today on the podcast, I am super excited to have actor and musician Jacob Grun. Jacob, hello. Hello, thank you for having me thank, today. Thank you for doing the pod. I've also, you're a person that I've known for many years, so this is very cool. I was trying to figure it out. How many years do you think? I can't remember the first time. We definitely partied at Matt's place in Brooklyn Heights, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it must have been like 2008 or 9 yeah. that we met. So like 14. That's a long time 15 ago. 15 years. Yeah. That's terrifying. Okay. Well, that's the first scary <laughs> You looked thing. exactly the same, by the Thank way. You. Yeah. So do you. We don't age. Um, just weirdly, people start looking younger than us. I don't know how that happens. Uh. So you also used to live in Minneapolis. That's correct. And you owned a what, a venue and recording studio? Uh, it was a recording studio business. And because we had a 5,000 square foot warehouse, sometimes we would do events. We'll not sanctioned, event, like not legal events. Yeah, like donation only Yes, kind of thing. Yeah, donation. The the way you get around. I'm so sorry that you can probably still hear pickles breathing. So... Actually, you can't. I you don't can't? think you can. You don't think? Okay. Mm-mm. Listeners, if you hear any sniffs or snorts, uh, we got this, um, uh, a new dog. Well, she's an old dog, but she's new to us, and she is a pit bulldog mix, and we named her Pickles, and she is very sweet and lazy and great. Anyway. At first, when you asked me if you could bring Pickles today, I literally thought a jar of food. Oh, man, <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I put it together pretty quick, but <laughs> at first I was like, okay, interesting. So, okay. So talk about what was the what was your recording studio called? It was called The Sound Gallery, and yes. it was in downtown Minneapolis um, in what they call the Warehouse District or North Loop. It was a building. It was built in 1926. Uh, it's right where they built the new Twin Stadium and Target Center is right there. And Does the building still exist? Yep, it's still there. Somebody else uh, bought it. <laughs> it's okay, Pickles. Okay. So this sound gallery was haunted? Yes, I... Uh, the whole building was so i was in the building i had the recording studio business for 10 years from 2005 
2015. Okay. But for a couple of years before that, um, I was in the basement of the building. They had built some rehearsal spaces, so our bands were practicing down there. And the, the building was mostly empty, but um, the tenants before were like a production company, mm-hmm. and they had built all these like dark rooms and decorated it super weird. So it was like very, it was already very Spooky. eerie. Yeah, yeah, you know, you go into these like liminal spaces where there's just like a tray, and, you know, that you for developing photos or whatever. As you or can pulling bodies apart. Right, which it definitely had that vibe. Um, although I don't think any, I think people may have died there. I mean, I don't think any murder happened there, but right. I guess who knows? Right. What well, I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe somebody finds out. I, I, I'm very excited to hear what happens. I mean, I tried to look up a little bit more history about the building, and I've done this a few times over the years, and I, it's really hard to find much. I do know that it burned down twice. Okay, since 27 or before that? Since 1926, okay. like since it's built, or the inside, not the outside is like concrete, but the inside used to be wooden floors. Okay. And they didn't have a fire escape. Oh, yep, that's bad. So I feel like a couple times, like one time, I, the record said like in the 40s and then again in the 60s, and then that's when they probably put in the fire escape and then made all the walls or all the floors concrete and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it couldn't that's, burn. Right. They finally learned their lesson. So what did you experience at the sound gallery? So uh, w- one of the more common occurrences that I shared with many people was, so our recording studio was kind of split up into two areas. The recording studio, which was about two thirds of it, and then one third of it was this lounge area that had a bar that was built there. And awesome. it, there was also like a split level loft area that you go to which was my bedroom when I lived there I didn't live there for the full 10 years but sometimes I did so there was like these uh wooden steps to go up to the loft just sort of homemade situation two by fours and planks and you couldn't see down because there was like a half wall that kind of covered where the bed was and and that's where people would crash like if you would come crash after a party sometimes like three or five of us would end up sleeping up there yeah um and there was a very specific sound of like somebody walking up those stairs because it was like wooden and they creaked a certain way. Um, you know, if somebody went down to go to the bathroom, you could hear them coming back up. Um, and there are so many times where I mean, I remember I think the first time there was like three or four of us up there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like 5 a.m. Party's over. Everybody's long gone. And we're trying to fall asleep. And. We don't think anybody else is there. And all of a sudden we hear somebody walking up those steps. And, you know, people think they're kind of imagining it. But somebody I'm with looks at me and says, did you hear that? And we're all like, yeah, I heard that. So my reflex always uh, when this happened, because it happened more than once, was to sort of help reassure people. And also myself, I would kind of bust down and charge on the steps, be like, who's here? Sometimes people did after events try to like day in the building you know we'd find them the next morning on some abandoned floor and be like guys you go home go. yeah <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> like i have to sweep this now um it's very like breaking bad like you know jesse sort of uh the the seven day party or whatever that no one no one will leave uh yeah 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 no one would leave so you know sometimes you're like oh is there somebody here still wandering around but it never was um, and, and that was an instance that, so this time it was like with a few friends, but if I was like dating somebody and over the course of 10 years, there was 
a couple girlfriends, we'll say, that stayed up there with me. Mm -hmm. And we had this experience together. For me, I'm used to this. For them, they're terrified. They're like, I'm yeah. not spending the night here Did anymore. Did they leave? No, you know, I'd, we'd, we'd, because yeah. it's 5 a.m. and whatever, like, this was probably before Uber, really, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it wasn't that easy just to, like, go. Plus, it's winter there. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, we'd. You get through that night and the next time you're at her place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and then with the girlfriends. So the that was one um, version of the haunting. Then girlfriends refused to stay there like 100% because there was what we called the rape ghost. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's terrifying. Say more. So underneath the the loft space was like our office, I guess. And so that was its own room where you could shut the door. And our business partner, my business partner, that was sort that was his bedroom. You know, we kind of were like the lost boys sleeping on top of each other. I was That's in the loft and that he was in the office below. But then, you know, depending on who needed to crash there, sometimes we would crash in the office for some more privacy because the loft upstairs was open. Mm -hmm. You know, you could shut the door to the office. And we would just throw, I, I think we would just throw cushions on the floor at some point. I mean, we did have a pull-out couch in there later, but I think at this time we were just sleeping on the floor for some Dude, reason. Dude, I'm sure that when I was younger, I would have totally partied there and passed out wherever. But like you telling me this now, I am itch. I'm, I feel itchy everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. What I've dealt with and put up with in my 20s for my rock and roll lifestyle mm. is something that yeah I, I don't understand how I would last like about a day and I'd be yeah. like I need to leave right this is horrifying I need like a bath right um, yeah so so we're sleeping on the cold concrete floor no I don't know maybe we had a bed mattress in there and uh the next morning um and this woman who I was dating at the time she had heard the steps ghost mm -hmm. already and you know she was kind of okay with it because the ghosts weren't mean to us or anything um so we're sleeping the next morning she we're talking she's like you know I woke up in the middle of the night to you know you spooning me and kind of like pressuring me from the back I thought you were you know trying to have sex with me mm -hmm. or whatever until I realized that you weren't behind me I woke up and I was facing you <laughs> so scary <laughs> so scary i've heard of horny ghosts before but i'm not sure i've ever had one on the podcast and um, like this podcast yeah um, the, i looked it up later in life too and it, or i had heard other stories it is a thing it's a thing ghosts are so hard um <laughs> <laughs> okay this is related i've been listening to this like really woo woo book and you know like this woman who wrote this best-selling book it's called you're not dying you're just waking up it's like super woo-woo there's all these different aliens whatever but apparently all the sort of aliens in the universe that are looking at watching us are um really jealous that we get to have sex See, I always thought that they're really jealous and we're the only ones that make music so they're coming down to oh. to groove to that that could be true too, but <laughs> it's both things. It could be both. They kind of go hand in hand. There's different kinds of, and I don't even know the, these aliens. Sort of are timeless, created the universe. Blah blah blah. blah. Anyways, there's a, there are certain types of aliens that are particularly jealous of sex. Yeah, so that's it. 
Oh, but some maybe... are coming for the music. Some, some are... are coming for the sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you kind of had the the worst of both worlds in a music studio with a girlfriend. Um... Yeah, and it happened to. So my business partner was engaged at the time. Ended up marrying this woman, and like t- a week or two later, they crashed in the literal exact same place that we did. And Probably I was hanging didn't out with her. The well, I think that every time we slept wherever we were, there had to be new sheets. And we did have a washer and dryer there. That's great. This is pretty, that's pretty clean for 20-somethings. Yeah. Yeah, we were, you know, we were be- being nice to our lady friends, too. We didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, my business partner's fiance, like, talking to her two weeks later after she spent the night there. And she's like, Jacob, I had the craziest experience in the office. And she, her story is literally identical to <gasps> my girlfriend's. And, you know, they were friends, but they hadn't um, related this, yeah, to each other. Needless to say, neither after that, neither of them would really spend the night there. And yeah. I understand that. Like, I'm like, ha, oh, ha, rape ghost. And I kind of laugh it off. But actually, it's probably violating and not very comfortable. Oh, it's terrifying. Um what were their reactions? Were they scared? Were they like just terrified? Were they, I mean, what, did they get mad? Did they like, what, did they not sleep there? Yeah. I don't think, you know, cause they couldn't hold it against us or anything. I just think they refused to sleep there in the Again. future. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd be able to fall back asleep. Right. If yeah. I got, if I felt a ghost's heart on. <laughs> and I doubt that they were able to either. Yeah. You know? Oh um, my gosh. So what happened? So that's that, those are the last two women that experienced that there. Yes, and as far as I know, those were the only two women who had that that ghost experience. The the thing coming up the loft that you know must have been experienced by ten or so people. So times. how much longer? Okay, knowing that you have a ghost who is horny is unsettling. How much longer did you stay at this? place as a proprietor of this place after that i mean that was in seven more years oh my goodness that was kind of in the beginning and the the experiences got more intense like the rape ghost is pretty crazy but like actually like seeing things wait there's uh, more than than Yeah, the rape ghost, and I and I don't say rape lately. Also, I have a thing where I sometimes I really don't like when people say, "Well, no, it's I don't like when people say sexual assault when they." I mean, this is where I totally off topic from ghosts, but I don't like when people say sexual assault when they mean rape because it like softens the word to a degree that is like palatable for I don't know men who would feel uncomfortable or I anyway it just kind of bothers me. So when we say rape ghost, I'm like it is a little funny, but we're also I I feel like it is the appropriate word. Anyway, just feel like I should say that. So, okay, what happens after this? So around the time of uh, this uh, previous ghost that we were just talking about, and I can't remember if I had this experience before or after. Um, Actually, I think it was after. Because at this time, it was pretty established that the place was haunted in our minds. And I think that we even had had some, like, minor experiences before I moved up into the studio, you know, when I was just in the basement. But those are kind of, you know... Uh, written over by these other experiences yeah so in our studio part we had a control room where we had a large mixing console and a tape machine and a bunch of studio outboard gear you know and that was kind of like the well it was the control room 
And it was one of the only rooms that we had AC running because the equipment would get very hot and mm -hmm. um, we needed to regulate the temperature there or it would fry. And in the summers, uh, sometimes some parts of the studio, like in my loft, it would get very hot. Mm -hmm. So I would go and there was a couch in the control room and I would crash in there, you know, if it was a hot afternoon and I hadn't slept the night before because mm -hmm. of rock and roll or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having a, a dream. I'm laying on the couch in the control room. Um, you know, it's been a sweaty afternoon and in my dream, I'm having a conversation with somebody. I can't remember who that person is, but mm -hmm. it was something like what we're doing right now. You know, the person was pretty close to me. Our conversation is mundane. And in the dream, all of a sudden the person's kind of attitude shifts and they look at me and they pause and they say, you know, the ghost is in the room with you right now. Oh God, no, 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 no. <laughs> that would really, really, really scary. I was like, oh. what? <laughs> And right when the person in the dream says this, I wake up and I'm in a sleep paralysis, which I guess it has happened to me before, but but not I've never had an experience quite like this. So I'm in sleep paralysis on the couch and I'm looking up and we have a drop ceiling that had like some sound treatment stuff that was just like hanging from some chains. So above this drop ceiling, there's kind of like maybe five, six feet of space and you could see up to the real ceiling because there are gaps in the drop ceiling. It was just like six panels kind of hung down. Mm -hmm. And in my sleep paralysis, I look up and I see this like white swirling thing up there you know that in my mind right then i'm like that's the ghost in the room with me like it, that's what it looked like or whatever and i was just like <laughs> and you can't do anything when you're I, yeah i screamed myself out of the sleep, the sleep paralysis. paralysis oh my god that was probably that was the scary one because i was in the sleep paralysis and it like invaded my dream space somehow and again like i don't know was this a dream was it was it a real what experience? do you think that white stuff was I think it was the ghost the in the room with me. I mean, it's just w what else, you know? Yeah. Um, or one of the ghosts. I feel like there may be multiple things, kind of entities running around the place. Just because, you know, the this swirling guy and the the rape ghost and the loft stairs. They You know, they just have different vibes, vibes I guess. Yeah. When the swirling ghost happens, I would be so freaked out. First of all, sleep paralysis in itself is terrifying. I call it the bad wake-ups. Um, but, and then to see the swirling ghosty thing, what did you do? Did you, you were alone, I assume. So. I, I was alone, but people were coming shortly after who sort of had some history with the studio and, and the haunting. So yeah, I, I talked pretty openly about it, which actually over time was a mistake because I'd be too open about it. And there was some, there was one client I had who was like a pretty big name producer engineer and I was so stoked that he was coming to work at the studio and we had been getting along great over the last months just hanging out and whatever and he brought his band in from like way far out of town and they're all planning on staying at the studio you know plans would sleep there and I made the mistake of telling him it was haunted and he you know people have a deep-seated fear of this stuff yeah. and then of course like they stay there and they just hear creaking and noises all night and like anything it just sounds to them now like a ghost right and and that was the last time he worked there and then it even kind of changed our relationship like we weren't as close afterwards i'm like oh, oh why did i i shouldn't have ran my big mouth and i didn't really think about because i'm kind of whatever about it um yeah and go with the flow about it but i can i should be understanding that 
it's not everybody's cup of tea. You yeah. know, I'm like more, more experiences. I want to see, I want to talk to you ghosts. You know, I would be really, really scared to work or sleep in a haunted place, but I would do it, but I would be, it would change. It would, it would be the first thing on my mind at all times. It might be hard to concentrate. Yeah. 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 And I didn't, I didn't respect that. It's yeah. Yeah. Everybody's on the spectrum. All, it's a huge spectrum of where they land with the ghost stuff. So, okay, right. so this thing happens. Yes. And then you're like... So, well, and, um, so to continue on, I guess, with more ghost stories, and, of course, I would always tell my business partners, you know, there's uh, even what I'm telling now is my personal experience. I can only remember, like, a couple things happening specifically to other people, but I know that they were common because I'd just be like, oh, yeah, that's, the, that's just our ghosts, you know? Mm-hmm. My business partner one time was in the control room where I had that uh, dream or whatever. And uh, he was at the studio by himself. And he saw someone walk past the control room door. And then we have our live room, which is the big chunk of the studio. And at the very end of the live room, we have this big walk-in closet. And so he sees me walk by the, the, the control room door. And he's like, oh, hey, Jacob. And I didn't respond. And so he walks out of the control room and he sees me walk down the studio and hook a left into the closet. He follows me down. He opens the closet and there's no one there. <gasps> it's not me. It's a, go- a ghost tried to look like you? So here's what I think. The, my theory was that because I many times wore like jeans and kind of like a snap blue kind of shirt. Um, like button up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They look like a factory worker, really. Mm-hmm. Or like a, what... Like a custodian's outfit almost. You know, like Dickies and, uh, you know, something like that. So I could imagine like a worker looking like me. I have very average build and height, you know. So, so yeah. And my other theory about that was like maybe it's me like transporting back from the future somehow, you know, (laughs) physically. It's like. (laughs) Yeah, it's your, it could be like your own energy. Like when they say that uh, ghosts are just energy on loops or whatever, it's a loop of you. Right. Uh, That's possible. Uh, Could be ghosts trying to look like you. Um, Right. Like capturing my energy. Or it could be one of those people that I theoretically burned, burned in there, you know. Oh, yeah. That had just a similar outfit and build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, I forgot to ask you what you think sleep paralysis is. I don't... Well, so they kind of have done some studies about it, right, where your body sort of shuts down, and while it's having um, these mental images like dreams and you're running, you don't actually start to run. Um, like, if you're running in your dream, your body's reaction would be to get up and go, and that's how you're able to, like, have these feelings while you're dreaming even though your body's just just not just not so it's like it stays in that state too long yeah or i you know and i think about it a lot because i have had out-of-body experiences on and off since i was a teenager i've tried to control them in ways and maybe i haven't really tried to understand exactly what's going on i've just tried to what do you mean out of body experiences like I will wake up and be in sleep paralysis and I will be able to levitate out of my body and kind of hang out there, but then I can't break beyond that. Do you see yourself? Sometimes, or I see other entities in the room. Like, what do you see? I'll see, like, these beings that are sort of disembodied 
body in a sense like maybe they're missing a limb or something like they're almost like one foot out the door in a different dimension or something like that oh my god what do you think that i've means? seen i've seen aliens are you a little psychic are you a little yeah you're kind of yeah it, it runs in my family a little bit and my mom has some of this stuff so we've talked about it a little bit before um what does your mom see does she see like ghosts and stuff my mom has i she doesn't talk about it too much but she has, believes that she's like you know predicted the future a bunch of times sometimes mm-hmm. i like roll my eyes at it but then i'm like well i started having these experiences and then she's always told me she's like of all the kids she's like you're the one who got it too yeah. no 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 and i'm like how do you know this but then we've had a couple experiences where you know she like found me somewhere in the middle of the woods she had no idea where i was you know kind of stuff like that and she's like i just listened to my intuition and yeah yeah, she's kind of scary like that. Apparently, <laughs> one of our great-grandmothers, my parents are from the Czech Republic, and uh, in Central Europe there, there was a big gypsy population. Apparently, one of my great-grandmothers is like a gypsy or something like that. And very psychic, and yeah. Ugh, I don't know. The Yeah, the out-of-body experience thing, like I just get too terrified to take like the next step. Like I'll be like in this lingering middle crowd, mm-hmm. middle ground, and I want to like completely break free of free, break free of it and like shoot out into space, which I've done accidentally a couple times. But when I really try like to do on it, mushrooms or something, no, or on acid, just no, okay, wow, dang. When I have sleep paralysis, I find it like absolutely terrifying, and I can't. I can't, I feel the opposite of how you feel. Like I feel pushed down. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. What happens when you shoot off into space? I'm able to kind of travel celestially but it's like i don't really know it just feels like i'm sort of free falling through space and i have like i have my choice of like where i can end up but i just like can't control it so it sort of just starts to feel that's kind of what's terrifying about it because you do start to what happens is you start to feel this free fall Mm -hmm. in the dream and that's terrifying but you know you're not you have to like accept that it's not your body you're not in it and you're not gonna like hit a ground exactly yeah but the feeling is terrifying and it and yeah so as a person who is obviously very interested in this um i <laughs> but has no psychic abilities or connection really to i don't know invisible things like i'm not i don't have the powers when i meet somebody that does i'm like oh my gosh that's so exciting have you ever considered trying to like meet up with somebody to harness your to figure out how to how to take the next steps like you know like classes or just seeing a psychic that's reputable and saying I think I have something what would you recommend I do you know is this like I've looked up a little bit like on YouTube and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and the thing is is that it's not uncommon um there's a lot of people who have these kind of experiences yeah i never thought about doing that like trying to seek like help or a mentor because it's usually it's always me helping other people who've had that experience and be like no it's cool you're not alone you know yeah but yeah maybe i should because i am curious to develop that further and yeah i think i'll look into that i could use some help i mean <laughs> I guess like the the benefit to being a human is that we are the only beings that get to experience humanity. So it's like you don't want to completely leave your body all the time. But on the other hand, how can you not like I'm just so curious about 
what's happening out there? You know, yeah. it's just, if you have like a, if you have a doorway in your brain for this, I would like totally go through it, you know? Yeah. I'm not trying to stop it. That's for sure. But I just, I don't have, I read about some people and I can't, I don't know if they're lying either because a lot of people, it seems like, okay, really? Like you have this power and you can just out of body experience anywhere you want mm-hmm. and you go see stuff that you want. I'm like, I don't know a guy, you know? Yeah. But maybe, you know, then I'm the one who's having kind of similar experiences. So to doubt somebody is kind of whack. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard because even though a lot of people describe their experiences in similar ways, it's one of those things that is hard for a lot of people to believe unless you see it. I'm more on the side of I believe people, but I, every once in a while, you know, I interview somebody for this podcast and I just don't put the episode out because I don't believe them. Mm. Um, huh. So... You know, sure, there's liars out there, and I'm not the most gullible person in the world, but I'm definitely on the side of believing. But yeah, it's, it's, anyway, it's interesting. So back to the sound gallery. Uh, so your business partner sees a ghost of maybe you yes. go into the closet, then well, disappear. That then disappear. He was obviously freaked out by this. And then the, probably the most kind of intense physical experience I had, and this was kind of towards, it was towards the end of me being there. So it was around 2013, last couple of years. And in our front lounge area uh, at the bar, we had maybe six or seven bar stools and they had backs on them and they also swiveled. They mm-hmm. were from this place called the Uptown Bar in Minneapolis. Um, and... If I had all the windows open there, like, and the fire escape door, there would be kind of a breeze that would go through there Mm -hmm. or whatever. So one time I was sitting on the couch in the lounge. I don't know what I was doing on my phone, staring out the window. And I felt like a breeze go through the studio, but it wasn't like the normal breeze. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that felt kind of weird. So I look up and then I see all of a sudden as sort of the breeze blows by me, uh, Two or three of the uh, bar stools just swivel. Ooh. As if somebody has pushed them. Not like, and wind would be not strong enough. Not strong enough. Unless it was like crazy, and then it would just knock over the thing. Right. I've and, swiveled a lot of bar stools. I know it takes some effort. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can tell what I've seen these bar stools swivel a lot. Everybody does it when they're standing there. It's just out of habit or nervousness or whatever. So it's a thing. And I'm like, I see these things swivel and they go from left to right. So it's like the first one goes second. Yeah. Fun. I love that. And then at the end of the bar is a um, stationary tub, like a sink, Mm -hmm. a big metal sink. And so the three stools go and then the sink just turns on and it turns on a lot. And I'm like, and, and that's when I say, I look in the air and I say, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I just couldn't believe it because I knew what it was. I walked over to the sink slowly and I turned it off, which, Uh you know, I was I was hoping that the handle wouldn't move, that it's just somehow, you know, on the inside had whatever. There's like some safety in there or something. But no, like I had to physically turn the handle all the way back and I just took a breath. and I was like, man, like that was that was the most intense yeah. experience because the other stuff was like i'd seen it in my dream or you hear auditory stuff um but to see the or an entity physically move things um was, just, was another level i guess so scary that's yeah 
that is awesome. But still, it's kind of like, aside from the rape ghost, uh, these ghosts weren't like more playful, maybe. Um, but but still, I'd be terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I honestly wonder. So these new owners uh, came and took over the building. I didn't own the building. I leased my floor and then the owners decided to sell. They were kind of slumlords. And these people, uh, new owners, wanted to turn my recording studio into their luxury apartment. Mm-hmm. And they were actually parents of friends. Like, I knew them, and I had shown them around the studio for their first time. I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to get great new owners. Yeah. And then they just... They were uh, like, bye. Yeah, totally. I was going to ask you how it... Yeah. And and so I always felt like I had kind of a spiritual hold on the place. Mm-hmm. Like nobody could break through my energy to take it from me. Like from the moment that I took over the spot, everybody was like, it's not going to last. They're going to build a stadium right there. They're going to kick you out. They're mm-hmm. going to knock these buildings out. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to I'm going to make it happen. And then a year before I got the boots, I and my girlfriend, we traveled to L.A. and we kind of decided to stay here. And so my staff was running the studio for some months. Oh, my God. And my energy aura wasn't protecting it anymore. And that's when they swooped it out from underneath me. Wow, I didn't <laughs> realize that. That's really fascinating. Yeah, I was actually working as an extra on an AT&T commercial when, when... I got the um, the news from my studio manager there. He's like, we just got an eviction notice on our door. We have 30 days. Oh, God. And I was like, I was like, I, and you know, I've been there. That's how they did it. I feel like if it's parents of friends, they should have given you a call. They would, they wouldn't respond to any of my phone calls. So it was my building owners that gave us the eviction, not the new ones Uh I haven't taken uh over yet. But I was like trying to buy like another month. I was also one month shy of 10 years exactly. Oh, you wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, just, I'm like, I am not going to be able to clear this space out in, I'm in LA right now, even if I come back tomorrow which i did uh i'm not going to be able to have time to clear it out which i didn't i mean i left it in a complete shamble state where and i threw i threw a party pretty much every night for the last month i just had tons of bands play and it was just non-stop i, think I remember hearing of this uh from our from our mutual friends uh yeah which was interesting because our mutual friends that you mentioned they moved to the Twin Cities the day after my stu- the day after I no, was kicked out. Yeah. No, yeah, which That's is interesting. So um, but so yeah, I left it just kind of trashed, and then they I left it so trashed that like the day after, like the day after I'm supposed to be out, the the building manager called me. He's like, "Hey, actually, if you need another day, you know, they're good with it." I'm like, "No, they can suck it and they can deal with it." Bye. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> which is like, did they- you say bye to the ghosts when you left? You know, I don't know if I, I probably did because I definitely had a whole month to say goodbye and I was very sentimental and I, I tried to eat it all up. Yeah. The only thing I regret is that last month I really only maybe had a few minutes in the space alone. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. always because there was always people, people. there. Yeah. And that was the only thing that I wish I could have just had like an hour to walk around and whatever. I, I mean, I talked to those walls so often. Every day I came to the studio, I'd get head up the fire escape. I would kiss my fingers, kiss the floor with, you know, touch the f- and point up to the sky and say, thank you so much. Every day I would say, thank you so much. I'm so lucky. And once I stopped doing that, it got taken from me. Wow. <laughs> that is, uh, that's an amazing story and kind of beautiful and sad. Um, it sounds like this, 
like the sound gallery was just like one of the loves of your life. It was, and the we so for two years after I it closed, I had dreams about it every night, <sighs> literally every night, and then they kind of stopped. And now they've come back. They've come back? Yeah. That's and, so funny. And it they kind of bother me a little bit because it's it's they make me kind of sad and nostalgic. Yeah, you know? nostalgia is like a troubling, it's, it's a dangerous feeling because it's like you don't want to deny your past and like letting it, allowing it to f- make you feel stuff now. But then if you live in it, it's a really tragic way to live. It's really hard. I, I've been having so many dreams. Um multiple times a week now about Madison, Wisconsin, where I went to college. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder if it's because I rented a place there for a month this summer um, before I knew that I was going to be on strike and not paid. <laughs> um, but it's paid, it's paid for now. Um, but yeah, and I don't know if I'm just excited, but I'm like a little bit worried that I'm like, okay, I am a woman in my 30s. I need to not be obsessed with the place I went to college. I've right. lived in like London and New York and Miami and LA and why do I keep just dreaming about Madison, Wisconsin? Not that it's worse than those places, but just like I've done a lot of stuff. What? <laughs> what am I doing? Why am? What is happening to me? So um, it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit eerie. Maybe you'll figure it out when you go back there this summer. I, I am really excited for that. I definitely need to, I have the tendency to like overbook myself mm-hmm. um, and I need to leave some time for like meditation and like alone like we have a place right on the lake nice and just like little alone boat rides and like some yoga and like let's try to not just cover all these feelings up with beer and cheese like let's try to like drill down why are you obsessed with this place um yeah anyway i get it yeah i'm trying to figure that out too i I mean i kind of get why i'm having these dreams all the time i thought they were in the past but i feel like i feel like i'm supposed to do something Mm. to make them stop or i have some kind of some something is a not some unfinished business do you think the unfinished business is in that space particularly or do you think that maybe it's like uh some part of you or some part of the universe telling you that you need to be you know in charge of of producing music again yeah it could be both those things i mean i joke and this is a dumb thing to say out loud but i I joke that i will get that building back (laughs) someday you know i mean i had always said when i was in my 20s i was like everybody watch like when i'm 55 i'm gonna be up on this roof just like i am now like no one can stop me but the truth is i got tired of minneapolis and i just wanted to change no offense to all the people there who i love and even and I wanted to try acting, which in Minneapolis, Minnesota is a hard challenge to do. Um, and, yeah, I was kind of over aspects of certain aspects of um, the recording business, record being a recording engineer um, for bands. You do so much music that you're not passionate about. You know, you're just doing whatever you can to pay the bills is most people's story. And it does lose its luster for sure Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot of technical work and just so many hours of editing and and listening to the same everything starts sounding the same my appreciation for music um i i became less of a music fan and i really Mm. missed that yeah that's like the complaint of so many people that do their passion professionally um did you get to work with any bands or artists that you were super excited about um i mean we had so many artists come through we did an album that never came out with ben bridwell who was singer of band of horses amazing um we had lizzo there really 
yeah, Lizzo, I think it was the first time she ever rapped was there, but she was in this girl group and they were always hanging out there. Oh my God. And uh, I actually sing on a track with Lizzo. <laughs> what? What track is that? It's uh, it was Good produced... as Hell. It's called Good as Hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> this was, it came out in like 2016. Yeah. Um, there's these Chicago DJs called The Hood Internet and they remixed a song of mine and uh, Lizzo raps on the song. I mean, I recorded her rapping on this that's remix. That's awesome. And then, we, yeah, we sent it back. And I don't even know if that's still out. We had we had bands come in to do music videos like Toro y Moi, Destroyer, Battles. I mean, there must be people I'm forgetting. But, yeah. That's it was, amazing. It was because we had a nice space. We were close to one of the biggest nightclubs in the world first avenue had a relationship with them so that's amazing would you if you had the opportunity if somebody was like hey um we want to bring back the sound gallery in this building um you will have to like work to pay rent and everything would uh, would you do it would you move back to minneapolis and do it so i actually when my studio closed i had so much stuff that i did move it into another uh, space mm -hmm. which was run by nate vernon who is the brother of bonnevere okay um, and we did, st I had stuff there for two years and we did things there, but then eventually yeah, I just liquidated it or whatever. I don't want to move back to Minneapolis or mm -hmm. the Twin Cities. It's so cold. It's I did a lot cold. of stuff there and I love my friends there. I just, yeah, I don't want to live there. Yeah. Um, Fair. But that could change. I wish I had the – if somebody said you can have the sound gallery here and here's also a bunch of money and you can just fly back for like a month whenever you feel like it, right. you know, of course I would do it right. if I had complete freedom. But that's not reality. I'd have to put in a lot of work and and stuff like that. I do have um, I ties to a recording studio Excuse me, here in L.A., um, which actually looks like my studio quite a bit as far as the vibe goes. It has like, it's like a split. It's like if somebody rearranged my studio in the dream. You know how mm -hmm. you go to a place in a dream and it's just like a two-story place now instead of a one-story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a place here where I've done some events and I have some equipment so I kind of can get a taste of that. My friends in Minneapolis, like the, all the guys that work for me, my studio managers and engineers, they open their own place there. Which every time I go back, I can just go and hang out. And That's they're awesome. so nice to me. Yeah, yeah, everybody there. So, yeah, I still have connections. to. I never won't. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like it was a very magical and spiritual um, experience having that place. And maybe the thing that you're longing for is just another magical and spiritual experience, whatever, where, whatever and wherever it is, you know. Yeah, th and thanks for saying that. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it, really. Yeah. No, this has been awesome. Um. Do you want to do some plugs? Follow me on TikTok. I started live streaming there. I'm at Mandarific. Uh, my YouTube channel, which has some really great comedy sketches, is called Internet Anytime. Yeah, those are good. That's good. All right. <laughs> Jacob, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you want to throw me a follow, I am on Instagram at Emily MC Winter. Again, that's Emily MC Winter. Also, rating and reviewing the podcast helps people find it so we can keep growing, and that's good for the whole world. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. We've seen all the video call fails by now, the mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.